You're listening to the iZombie Podcast with Robin and Steph, a fan podcast about the CW show iZombie. My name is Robin, and you're all throwing shade at me when I've literally been nothing but nice this entire time. Uh, My name is Stephanie, and I don't engage in hate speech, so I have no response for you. Robin, can you see if they have coconut water? I'll get right on that. But first, I <laughs> mention we're a member of the DC TV Talk Network. Check out DC TV Talk for all your DC TV podcasting needs. That's DC TV Talk.com. Oh. <laughs> Uh, okay, so we're both in our rompers. Uh, <laughs> we're so ready uh, to talk about uh, this penultimate episode of just season four, not the series. <laughs> so, uh, uh, first impressions before we jump into news and then we'll get into discussion. Did you, did, did you have a good time? Uh Yes, and I mean, no, and yes. Okay. <laughs> yeah, there, are, I mean, there were course. some unfortunate things that happened. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's it's just, you know. Oh my God, Liv and good... Levi are getting executed. Such a great episode. I'm so had such a great <laughs> <Yeah>. time. <laughs> and, you know, and a delightful teenager just died. How, <laughs> I mean, it's just hard. It's so hard. I know. Yeah, I know. And, and like, that teenager's name was Isabel. And, of course, that's one of my kids. And then Major said Romero and Juliet this evening uh, uh, for this episode. So I'm like, oh, you guys aren't going to name check us, but you're going to name check my kids. Huh? I get it. I get it. Uh, they're funnier anyway. Um, <laughs> all right. So let's get into the news. Uh Wanted to mention, uh, oh my god, yes, Queen, we got Christmas Prince 2, Royal Wedding, coming this holiday season. I'm so excited! And we're going to have, obviously, we're going to have to get together with a bottle of wine each and do a commentary track. They should just do one a year, and we'll just keep doing it. Oh, that would be amazing. The the next one is they have to have a baby. Like, baby shower. Yeah. And uh, so uh, this one, basically, they sh- they put out like a little teaser trailer, and I guess the uh, the premise is uh, there's uh, Am- Amber Moore, not Liv Moore, uh, is learning how to be a queen because she's getting married. So uh, and it's very timely. Yep. Yes. <laughs> yep. That trailer came out this weekend with the I don't know these other people that I don't know <laughs> anything about. Um. All right, so more news. Graham Norris, friend of the pod, uh, writer, um, is leaving iZombie. I found out on Twitter the other night. Um, he is uh, going to be writing for a new hospital drama, New Amsterdam. Hmm. Yeah. Isn't that a show already? <laughs> it, it, was, it was a show uh, that was starring um, Jamie Lannister back in uh-huh. the day. And it was like people like live forever or something. Yeah. So, uh, what was it? Wait a minute, now I'm getting it confused with that Captain Mr. Fantastic show. Oh, that was forever. But I think they're the same show. Okay. <laughs> I don't know, I'm confused. Anyway, this is a hospital drama. 
Okay. <laughs> this is, and it stars the uh, that guy from the Blacklist that had his own show. And I, you know, I'm not. I don't follow. I don't follow any of those shows. I watched like the Blacklist for I think two seasons. The and, Blacklist. That's a show my mother-in-law watches. Yeah. <laughs> um, those shows that help people watch. <laughs> Uh, we'll see what New Amsterdam's about. Uh, uh, Graham says, I'm heartbroken to go. Sad reality of when a show takes a while to get its pickup. Mm. And, uh, yeah, I guess this must be why sometimes these writers that were, you know, we like from my zombie just all of a sudden are gone like the, the next year because, you know, yeah, they have to, they have to go with the getting's good. They have, yep. they can't turn down new opportunities because they don't want to be unemployed. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Uh, and to remind you what Graham contributed to Izanabi, he wrote the teleplay with his husband Lee uh, Arcuri uh, for the uh, Rob Thomas story, The Exterminator, in season one. Um, he wrote Mr. Berserk and Fifty Shades of Grey Matter with Deirdre Mangan. And on his own, he wrote Max Wager, uh, Eat, Pray, Live, and My Really Fair Lady. And for those last two episodes, he was really gracious with his time. And came on our podcast to talk about them, and I'm just going to say, well, we'll miss, we'll miss you, Graham. <laughs> uh, he was always, he was always a good conversation with with him. Um, okay, now let's get to some really important news. Uh, Steph, you had a birthday. Uh, yes, we need an update on what happens at a run fair. Oh, it's really awesome. Yeah, <laughs> take lots of money <laughs> <laughs> because everything is for sale. Uh, um. Don't they use like English coins or something, or you carry around like a little money purse? No, no. They, they take, take cold hard American cash. Express. <laughs> now at this one, it was really great. As you walk up, the first thing you see is they rent costumes. Hmm. Oh, nice. So you don't have to yeah. get all prepared. Right. You just they rent should their do that costumes. at Comic Con. They should. Oh, we should do that. Yeah. Let's start a business. Yeah. We're geniuses. Where are we going to get the costumes? I don't know. Uh, get somebody to make anyway. Somebody anyway, sell us costumes. We're going to start a business. Those, <laughs> the heck with this podcast. All this food for sale and cost like costumes and all the corsets and the skirts mm-hmm. and the swords and the you know mm. that kind of stuff and pottery and it was I'm really sure you cool. Didn't have, like, I'm sure you didn't have a giant turkey leg because that's what I would have. No, I didn't have meat. You know, I don't eat meat. I know. And you're oh. missing out. You go to Run Fair, you got to have a big turkey leg. No. I'm going to Medieval a- Times in a few months, and I'm going to have it- a gigantic turkey leg. Yeah. They had a steak on a stick, hmm. and they had uh, meatballs on a stick or something. Mm-hmm. I had I had corn and potatoes. Oh, <gasps> and they had works. Dole Whips. Have you ever at Disney World had a Dole Whip? Oh, a Dole Whip. I was yeah. like, what, what's Dole Whip? <laughs> Do you get whip. the car to go to see the Whip? <laughs> oh, it was delicious. Oh, it was I've so never had refreshing. it. I've it heard was, good it things was a hot day. It. Yeah, it was awesome. So, yeah, Ren Fairs, thumbs up. I Did you speak in old English the entire time? No, they no they <laughs> they start out and I think they get tired of doing it after a while and they quit. But my mother was like, I "Wonder where she's from?" Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> because she because the English accent was so bad she couldn't make out where she was from. <laughs> oh, but it was fun. And Atlanta traffic. Atlanta traffic is. Off the chain, ridiculous. You mean like the horses are like not not saddled or no? Oh, there's what? cars. 
Yeah. Yes. In, <laughs> in actual Atlanta. What are these metal dragons that are <laughs> rolling around? Uh, okay, cool. Uh, the last bit of news I have here is just I, I, I want to shake my fist at uh, my East Coast CW affiliate for showing a baseball game on Monday. And uh, uh. I'm sure some of you people listening uh, were uh, affected by this. I, I'm sure the Yankees didn't affect your watching experience and stuff. So. What? The, it was a Yankees game, so I'm, I'm sure it didn't interrupt your eye zombie. Right? No, no, and you know the South. Nobody cares about baseball. Now, if it'd been football, <laughs> okay, we, the world would have to stop. <laughs> uh, so yeah, eye zombie didn't start uh, at my house until twelve thirty, and I hear there's some people, um, uh, I, at least one affiliate, actually postponed. An airing of Aizami until Saturday. So some people, while we're recording, still haven't seen uh, mm. the episode. So I just want to say, um, I mean, um, well, I mean, I, I'm sure kids are listening. So I, I'll just say, darn you, <laughs> CW affiliate, and darn you, Yankees. Um, and I'm sure you can, uh, since you're Southern, you can also say darn you, Yankees. Uh, <laughs> all right. Anyway, let's go into season four. I will let's not. <laughs> uh, let's get into season four, episode twelve. Hey, you've got to hide your live away. Um, written by uh, friends of the pod, John Bellina and Diane Rogerio Wright. Which uh, I'm, I am trying to get them on the show, but I don't know if it's going to happen. Everybody's very busy, but um, they've been on the, on the pod before. Um, so if you want to hear them, um, one of the best experiences of this podcast was watching the pilot with Diane Roger Wright, one of the creators <laughs> of the show. Uh, super cool. Um, all right. And uh, this episode uh, starts off – well, I have it split up into a few different sections and uh, – the, the first is kind of like the setup for the episode. So uh, I'll get started. Okay, so uh, the morning after. So we have Liv and Ravi, um, and they have Isabella's body there. And uh, they're just not ready uh, to get into that. Um, and I'm not sure if, like, Liv is planning on eating her brain anyway. Uh, yeah, she is, just not right is? now. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, and it turns out that Fillmore Graves has a Twitter account. So, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, and by the way, there was a couple of uh, close-up uh, screenshots of Twitter and the Fillmore Graves uh, tweet on there, and there were no like real Easter eggs. There was like one. One was like somebody talking about recapping a medical drama or something like that, but it wasn't anything specific. I'm just saying they could have thrown our podcast uh, tweet on there. <laughs> <laughs> I just I just want to be on iZombie somehow. Okay. Um, yeah. You know, to hear that admin- an administration is, you know, releasing news via Twitter oh, is God. just, you know. That's, I mean, so that's, that's television right there. That's, that's nothing you would ever see. Uh, right. In, <laughs> in real, real life. life. Because that would be so demeaning to an office. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I would completely lose respect for uh, like something you know, like uh, something that would try to do that. So yeah, mm-hmm. 
Unbelievable. And imagine if, like, Fillmore Graves started blocking people and what, what are the ramifications of that? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, Fillmore Graves is, uh, released a statement saying, um, liberal George Clooney. No, I'm just kidding. It said, uh, <laughs> uh, Curtis, uh, the, the, the smuggler there, uh, will be executed unless the real renegade surrenders. And both, uh, Levon and Ravi are immediately look at Liv and like, nope. No, yep, because no. we know she's going to do it. <laughs> yep, <laughs> it's it is one hundred percent for sure. She mm. will turn herself in. There is no way that she will let Curtis lose his life. Curtis's, you know, let Curtis's newborn baby mm-hmm. be I fatherless. Think, I mean, I think Curtis being like a new father. I mean, it does help to be more emotionally invested in him. But I think it, it, if she didn't even know Curtis, she wouldn't even. Uh, uh, go Hesitate. for that. Be like, yeah, exactly. I like how Levon's like, yeah, you're too important to, you're too valuable to, you know, the the Underground Railroad and yada yada. And Robbie's like, you're too valuable to me. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, well, I think I think Levon knew that she was too important to him, but she wasn't going to admit it. In front, I mean, he wasn't going to admit it in front of everybody at that yeah, point. That, that's bedtime talk. Yeah. <laughs> so. We go to dangling pr- proposition, and that's uh, Captain Hobbs uh, shows up. Yeah, I like the, that, uh, that Major is talking to somebody upstairs, and we have no idea who he's talking to. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and Hobbs is, uh, it turns out he's trying to bait Major because um, he's saying, like, oh, Chase crossed the line, right? And we need to do need leadership. We need a soldier people respect. And uh, Major is like, that's the worst job in the world. I would never want that. But uh, later we see that um, uh, Hobbs somehow got a recording of Major saying that Chase is out of control and like agreeing with Hobbs, which I thought was a little weird because we didn't hear that during the Yeah, scene. that's what I was wondering. I was wondering if somehow he manipulated a recording of yeah. Major's voice saying something that he didn't say because we never heard it. Yeah, I mean, we it cuts away. Um, so we don't hear the actual but end we, of the conversation. But we can't blame Major for saying that because, oh, right. because of what we just witnessed Chase uh, Graves doing the night before. Right, right. And so, yeah, the next time we see Major, he's upstairs and he's, uh, and yeah, he's nursing Jordan uh, back to health. So, um, and uh, meanwhile, Chase is uh, super upset. Uh, about Major And you know Chase is just getting Worse and worse and worse um, And then we get a Cuddle session Between Le- Levon and Liv Like I mentioned They were talking about Going to Spain together And that Liv and Peyton Were in Spain At the same time That Levon was And um, what if they Cross paths And Levon You know Is like really sweet About um, Like oh He would have remembered her if he, see, if he saw her Like anybody Who would walk by her In an airport Would remember her <laughs> And this like really sweet scene like leads to some you know lovemaking and I'm just like writing in my notes rut row <laughs> like, <laughs> this is not good. <laughs> now Rob Thomas made some promises uh, <laughs> mm-hmm. before the season. And I, don't I know. know. I'm wondering I, if he lied or yeah. The promises was, were basically like this is not going to be the same thing as like Drake and Lowell beforehand, you know. Yeah, um, I was wondering that too. If uh, how 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 much we could trust what Rob Thomas is saying? 
Also, you know, the only other boyfriend that we've had live be with besides Major would be Justin, who uh, Liv cheated on and uh, with Chase Graves, and it completely disgusted um, Justin, and he turned to the dark side and, you know, called her out, you know, when she was trying to escape. So (laughs) I'm wondering if Levon's going to go that way, but I don't understand. I mean, I mean... I thought maybe it was a little bit of a setup when, um, you know, skipping ahead, Major and Liv do have a uh, some kissing in this episode, and so I was like, "Oh, great! It's the uh, it's the penultimate episode of the season, and uh, Liv is cheating on her boyfriend <laughs> again." And is that going to be the thing that keeps her and Levon apart? I don't know. But anyway, we'll, we'll talk about that. Um, but I did want to mention, uh, Liv pulls off his shirt, her shirt and uh, looks like she's all tanned. And uh, she's also decided to do her lovemaking in her wig. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, again, why don't they just say she's tanning and dying? I don't <laughs> yeah, why are we going back and forth? I don't <laughs> understand. I don't mean to keep calling attention to it, but I, I can't get it out of my head. Yeah, it's so cons- it's so conspicuous. Wow, what's the yeah. deal? It's distracting. Yes, yes. What's going on? I just have her tan and die. I'm all for uh, Rose not having to wear that wig. I love the wig, but I'm either way, for- either way, one or the other. Pick, yeah, pick one. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Pick, pick a look. All right. So my next section is named the case. So. Uh, we start off with the, the case part of the episode. Uh, we have a group of ladies drinking champagne at the scratching post. One of them is like uh, uh, taking selfies, and Donnie is very upset at her uh, for doing this. And um, uh, so this whole this girl really confused me. Uh huh. So they kept calling her white girl. Uh huh. What's with the who wants to date with white girl and. And uh, Robbie calls her white girl later, and uh, mm-hmm. it turns out her name is McKenna. Um, but she's she's like an internet celebrity. Yes. Yeah, so so I guess that I mean that obviously that the whole setup is the brain that Ravi eats is her, and uh, so that's the reason why he ends up with like you know four hundred pictures on his Instagram and acting the way he does. Mm-hmm. But I just. But uh, uh, the, the 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 scratching post is like paying her to be there to attract, you know, girls. You know, she's this is a uh, so a uh huh. It's like an appearance kind of thing. Yeah. Not uh-huh. like, okay. Yeah, it's an appearance. That's why so, Donnie feels like he can tell her what to do. She's yeah. not performing like he wants her to. Okay. See, I I guess I didn't put that together because. I see uh, girls that Donnie's ordering around, and I think, oh, these are just zombie hookers. And she's got the white hair with the dark streak, and I'm like, huh? And then we find out later it's a wig, and she's a human, That's and she was a zombie who paid like $12, 12 million to be like cured, and but she poses as a zombie, and that's what yeah. infuriates Angus. Cultural ap- appropriation. <laughs> yeah. So she's... Taking advantage of she's using um, to her benefit the things about being a zombie when she's really cured and as a human. Yeah. So, um, so the wig actually makes an impression because as soon as I saw uh, you know the dead body, but I saw Ravi holding up that wig and it was like bloody. Um, 
Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, okay. So that was the girl that was taking selfies, and that makes sense. Okay. Um, so, uh, yeah, Liv's missing. Ro- uh, Levon calls Ravi. Ravi goes and uh, sees Jordan. And I love how the information is just kind of spilling out in this episode. Jordan's like, oh, yeah, Liv's renegade. Uh, <laughs> I know she's renegade. Major told me. And uh, Major left me a message. It's like, I'm just going to bring her back when um, – uh, the ex- execution's over. And also, uh, you know, and poor Levon's sitting there with like Curtis's pregnant girlfriend. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. uh, he's in a, he's in a bind, but anyway, um, it's murder solving time. Cause now mm-hmm. Clive needs a, a zombie to help him. Uh, and again, the, the, the information spilling out, um, R- Robbie telling Clive and Clive is just like, uh, I need to sit down. <laughs> Yeah, it's it's like uh, Jordan and Clive had to know that yeah. Liv was renegade uh, for it all to make sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Major has kidnapped Liv, but in a nice way. Oh, and uh, <laughs> Liv is a renegade. She's like the number one wanted person. <laughs> um, so yeah, Ravi offers his help. Uh, and we go to yeah, it, Ravi, yeah, Ravi calls her white girl, and Clive's like, I'm not going to call her that. <laughs> yeah, right. <It's> McKenna. <laughs> See, I didn't get that. I was like, is this like a like a like a reference to white chicks? Uh, <laughs> because her wig looks a little bit like what the Wayans brothers were wearing. Uh, <laughs> so it's very confused. Uh, maybe it's an Instagram thing that I just don't get. It's a reference yeah. to something on Instagram that I don't. It's, get. Yeah, it's this new. Internet celebrityism. So, Ravi's new look, huh? Oh <laughs> what do you my think gosh. about that? that I want to know who was who was his inspiration. Um, they they he had a video of himself. Uh, Malcolm took a picture, uh, took a video of him in like the morgue, just staying in character. And what he had playing was like uh, he, he had music playing, and it was like. Um, I think Taylor Swift and Beyonce, um, a couple other like like divas, you know. And he was just like this long, this long uh, silent video as Malcolm is just like circling around him as he's sitting in a chair, just trying to stay in character. And it, it's really funny. And Raul actually um, uh, tweeted his thanks to people's reaction. He says, uh, "I was completely out of my depth this episode," and. Uh, have been privately dreading tonight, but your tweets have been so sweet and reassuring. Oh, it was great. Yeah. And you know, it makes me completely forgive any, you know, the, that this once a month where, uh, werewolf once a month zombie thing. <laughs> it's a, it's a weird zombie of, thing. <laughs> the were zombie thing is kind of ridiculous uh-huh. and it's hard to buy. But if we get moments like this, it's fine. I, I, I forgive them. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's almost like, when they, you know, when Major's on a brain, you know it. But otherwise, he's just acting like Major. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of like the same thing, but R- R- uh, Ravi is just having his monthlies. Um, so, uh, Ravi refuses to button up. He's proud of his body. <laughs> <laughs> and he accuses Donnie of throwing shade at him. And Li- uh, Clive of comparing him to Liv. And mm-hmm. Lane of being so obsessed with him. <laughs> Yeah, just such so arrogant and self centered, and <laughs> it's all about. And you know, yeah, he, he, her, he, the brain. 
the brain, his his own image, and uh, yeah, when he has a he has a vision, Clive thinks he's just always just obsessed with staring at his reflection and the beer taps. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, uh, Robbie gets a, a a vision, and so out of the blue, in, in the interrogation room, they bring in Tim. Did you remember Tim? Oh yeah, the Timothy Chalamet guy. <laughs> <laughs> he's so the dreamy, one who- though. Oh, he I mean, is dreamy. Really? Oh, gosh. All that long hair. And uh, <laughs> he's the one that thinks that uh, zombies are the superior yeah. race. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, and just like Liv, Ravi has somehow switched into different clothes before this scene starts. <laughs> he's wearing a romper. Uh, and so, yeah, uh, we we find out. This is where we find out about McKenna being rich and what happened and, you know, why she got killed. Um, so Tim shows um, uh, Ra- uh, Ravi and Clive a video of Angus saying the girl, this girl must be cleansed from the earth. She's an apostolate. What was it? A- apostate. Apostate. Yeah. Which is like a filthy thing or something like that, right? Um, I, and I don't know. We don't we don't talk like that. The Southern Baptist. <laughs> oh, I looked it up. Uh, let me, let me, let me, apost- apostrophe. Uh, apostate. <laughs> yeah. A person who renounces a religious or political belief or principle. Uh, a traitor. A deserter. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. So. Um, I love that Ravi is less mad at what Angus is saying and more mad that this guy is, is too old to get 10,000 views on Instagram. <laughs> uh, and, oh, Ravi gives uh, Clive information that Angus is Blaine's dad. So uh. I think we all know now that Blaine's dad is Angus. Uh, so we go to the next chapter, Handsome Devil, and they have uh, Angus in the interrogation room. I love that Robbie has decided that they're sitting on the other side of the table now because that's the better that's the better side. <laughs> uh. <laughs> and uh, uh, much like Clive refused to call McKenna white girl, he refuses to call Angus brother love. Mm. And yeah, Angus is Angus is kind of scary here. He just. Nonchalantly puts his bloody hammer on the ta- on the table, and the fact that he's wearing you know bloodstained cl- clothes and he doesn't whatever you know. Is, yeah, he's not afraid of the police. Nope, his fate is in God's hands. And uh, because the zombie has, has been brought in, and of course he's got a secret interest in this, uh, uh, Mister French Inspector Enzo comes in, and Ravi. <laughs> oh my Rob- God! Ravi loves his cape. Yeah, what did he say? He said, "I don't like him." Yeah, but, but, really. but I'm, what do you say? I'm not mad at that cape. That's right. I, th- I think it's something like that. I didn't write it down. <laughs> so, uh, and I love that Enzo is now a character. You know, at first he was a caricature, but when he went to that church, mm, yeah, he became a character. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now we get a little bit of um, uh, uh, motivation. Uh, he's not just. Uh, French accent and French whatever uh, words. He is uh, he's been entranced by this church and is now working. Uh, he he believes in the whole zombies are the best kind of philosophy. Um, and uh, Enzo here uh, says that uh, well, oh, that's right. Angus says that he has an alibi. He was at the church. And Enzo is like, well, I'm sure somebody saw him at the church. 
And uh, Clive mentions that maybe in Pink Panther movies that don't establish <laughs> alibis. <laughs> and it's great because, like, Clive is like full Columbo here. He's just like, listen, this guy called for the victim's death. He's got blood all over. I'm going to lock him up until I'm satisfied. And he says, enjoy handcuffs, Whitey. Um, because, oh, yeah, because Angus said something about you people to Clive, meaning uh, humans, but Robbie implicated as he meant because he's black. Mm. Um, so they uh, handcuff Angus, uh, take the robes, and out, out the door, the congregation is chanting, saying prayers, and Tucker steps forward and confesses. Um, so Enzo releases Angus, and we see Enzo's little tiny European <laughs> car. <laughs> Just perfect. Um, and he releases Tucker and he says, brother, tell brother love. He has a friend at Fillmore graves. Mm. Mm -hmm. So that's it for the case. Again, great job. Uh, Ralph Coley and great job. Uh, um, Malcolm Goodwin as well. Um, great team. I want to see more of that. (laughs) Hilarious. (laughs) Um, Okay, so speaking of Clive, we should talk a little Bozano uh, before we move on to other things. Um, so, first off, I want to apologize to Detective Kavanaugh for implicating <laughs> that he is an evil genius this entire time. He is a well-meaning married man who uh-huh. is not interested in Mackinon, Michelle. He's not all about Clive's undoing and screwing things up and causing drama. He's just a good guy. He's got a marriage. He's, he's, he just pays attention. And this yeah. is what we've been seeing. He's been paying attention to things that have been going on. And, uh, and he finally steps in here where he tells Clive not to rub his relationship with Michelle and Dale's face because, uh, he knows that Dale only broke up with him because of the dash cam footage, which I did suspect that he played for her just to cause problems, but it doesn't make sense that he'd do that if he's telling Clive this now. Mm-hmm. So I'm sorry, Kavanaugh. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, we get this great scene where Clive goes into Basio's office and he says he loves her and gives her a huge kiss. And uh, I love... It's just classic, classic Basio line, and good day to you, sir. <laughs> <laughs> and he says he's willing to be a zombie, to be with her, willing. He wants her more than kids. He, She is the non-negotiable. And then he drops mm. to a knee and proposes. And she mm. says yes. And then they both end up on the floor. That's great. <laughs> <laughs> uh, do have to note, poor Michelle, but... yeah. If she was smart, maybe she would know that maybe something like this would happen. I mean, hopefully it has not been deeply invested in, you know, mm-hmm. f- or fallen for Clive. Um, so uh, poor Michelle's got to go find herself a human um, that is not in a zombie relationship, I guess. <laughs> All right. So the next section of the episode we have, I called the sign. And this is Blaine and Angus here. Um, so Blaine is trying to goad Angus into um, doing something. Yeah, to 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 invade America. He's like bite, scratch, feed, to okay. start the apocalypse. Yeah, and because um, I mean, he gives us kind of an update of what's been going on out there. Um, he's heard that brain shipments 
are going to be cut off by the military, um, causing humans to either kill zombies out of fear or zombies killing humans out of hunger. And um, they've, uh, the government's evacuated a 30-mile circle around Seattle, which is scary. Um, and if the zombies revolt and, you know, and they kill humans out of hunger, they're going to drop that A-bomb. And where's General Mills' daughter? <laughs> well, I thought that was going to be like a thing this season. <laughs> yeah, I'm she hadn't been back. Not at all. Um, so uh, Angus is like, listen, you know, that's just – we're not ready for that. We're not ready to go out to America. Yeah, and Angus says, I, I admit I haven't heard his voice loud, as loud as I did since I was in the, the whale. Yep. So does does he not know that that was Blaine? I, I guess I guess not. Mm-mm. Yeah. So uh, he he wants to hear the word. So later on in the episode, Blaine and Angus are walking outside, and suddenly from the sky, it starts snowing brains all around, just drifting brains, and it's just like, what the heck? And, and it was actually this cool Beck song that was playing. Um, I oh, that was Beck. I was wondering who that was. Yeah, yeah. And uh, and we pan up to the roof, and we see um, that Donnie and Tanner are creating this miracle by showing. How weird is it? I was thinking, oh no, they're wasting those valuable brains, right? <laughs> but these are probably like the boxes of brains that they've gotten shipments from, and they're already frozen. So that's what's making the snow. I'm ah. sure it would be coming down a little heavier than that, but <laughs> I'm willing to just uh, suspend disbelief. I like the image of this these little these little puffs of brains uh, floating down gently, and uh, Angus Onto being Angus's really tongue. Excited. Yeah. <laughs> so he's got his sign. Uh, all right. So the next. Oh, segment, so what does that mean? That means he's gonna do what Blaine's uh, uh, suggesting. He's going to release everybody outside the walls to spread. spread. Oh, my gosh. Oh, no. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's season finale next week. There's got to be some sort of riot. Mm-hmm. We've been promised a riot all season, and we're going to get a riot. Really? Right. I predict a riot, as the uh, Kaiser Chiefs say. Uh, that's a band. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, um, look it up. All right. So <laughs> next segment, the live napping. The live napping. So, um, Major uh, shows up at Liv's doorstep as she's leaving. Wants to make sure everything's all right between them. Wants to part on good hugs, uh, part, part on good terms, and hugs. <laughs> <laughs> and so they hug, and uh, he totally chaos kills her. Or, well, doesn't kill her, but does the chaos killer thing injects her. And um, uh, what were you thinking when that happened? I, I was like, what? <laughs> Oh, yeah. I was like, oh, yeah, but Major missed doing that. Uh-huh. Uh, but I was like, yeah, Major and Ravi and Clive, they know Liv very well. They know. And Major was like, I've got to stop her. Right. Yeah, it's funny. Major has not even had a conversation with her. Uh, but he knows since, what she's going to do. Since her argument. Yeah, he knows. So immediately he goes over. Um, so the next time we see... Um, Living Major, uh, Major is opening up his trunk. He's like, hey, buddy. <laughs> and uh, Liv pops out. Yeah, so she got the whole, the full chaos killer treatment. Uh, an injection and a ride in the trunk. <laughs> and they're in Oregon. Or Oregon. Um, and I swear, this is an X-Files location. 
Um, that looks so much like the Peacock House from Home, mm-hmm. uh, which is uh, on my list of things I'm going to visit in Vancouver. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but I, it's perfect because it's like, um, like real uh, creepy and and remote, but still looks like kind of like a nice a, a nice house. And now it makes sense that like there's nobody around because the government has evacuated thirty miles around. Mm. Um, so uh, the next time we see Liv and Major, Major walks into the house, and what is that freaking song that's playing? I was trying to figure out what like TV theme it was, because um, it was just like this. Uh, it was like the '60s jingle, but I could not place it. I was looking up uh, "Bewitched," "I Dream of Jeannie," uh, "Dick Van Dyke." Um, maybe it's Donna Reed. Uh, I don't know. But when he comes in and he's like Olivia, uh, you didn't maybe notice it. I don't know. Uh, I, I, it just screamed 1950s to me. I, yeah. But I can't. I wasn't paying that close of attention. And there's but like yeah. this little ding as they walk it as he walks in. Like I don't know. It's 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 funny to hear him call her Olivia. Yeah. Instead of Liv. Every time I hear Olivia, I think of her in Pour Some Sugar Zombie going Olivia. <laughs> um. <laughs> so. Uh, you would think when they cut away from her getting out of the trunk that things are going to be super tense between them, but it's quite the opposite. Uh, Liv has styled her wig and uh, <laughs> put on some lipstick. She's wearing a purple house dress and she made a pie. Um, there's martinis. There's dancing to only you. They're in a Fillmore Graves safe house. And uh, apparently there was a married couple that live there and they're missing. Hmm. And, I just thought it was weird. Uh, I got con- I got confused here as well because Major talks about how like there's a married couple is missing, and then um, uh, then we find out that the these brain tubes are from a blissfully married couple that died of old age, and we find out more about them later. But I got the I was like, so is did Major like straight up kill two people that live in this <laughs> <Yeah>. house <laughs> just to just to take this house? And uh, I don't know. I guess I think the worst of people all the time. <laughs> Something wrong with me. Um, but uh, I don't know. Uh, uh, Liv Jor fans, uh, um, Liv Lee White uh, fans might have been um, excited. There was quite the debate I saw on the internet. There was people that were, they're so sick of Major and done with Major and Liv because they're totally invested into Levon, much like they've invested in like Justin and, Dr- and Drake before. Um that it just drives them nuts whenever they see Major and Liv reconnecting. But me personally, Liv and Major, OTP. <laughs> I like Levon, but and I was kind of weirded out. I was like, this is this is strange. This is like this is like this, go ahead, this go ahead. is like he should have like lack of consent. <laughs> There's <laughs> like a he, bit of a ooh, yeah. Uh, it's kind of icky. It is, but I, I, as maybe far, we're not supposed to think about that too much. <laughs> yeah, but as far as major and I mean, I feel like major and Liv will end up together mm-hmm. in the end, and I think that it's just the show giving us a little hint, a little taste of major and Liv together every once in a while to keep us. Interested in them, invested in them to be together in the end. So I'm okay with it. it I mean, it's it is a little cringy, a little creepy, mm-hmm. but uh, yeah. I mean, but I feel like she gets him. 
I feel like in the end, she makes him kind of pay for <laughs> for the decision that he made. Yeah. So it's okay. <laughs> yeah, uh, I, is, uh, I, 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 I think she kind of has a you know when when the singing uh, breaks through her, <laughs> you know, makes her, uh, uh, you know, a little psychotic in, in the end. It, it, she's able to kind of snap out of it and remember what her mission was. Um, this is another one of those cases where it's like this: the brain completely take over, uh, or does you know? Is she just? I don't know. It's like she's drunk on brain. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, I mean, Liv does say something about. Uh, I know it's not real, but I'm having too much fun to care. Or, or maybe that's Major that says that. I don't know. But it was like a, a clue to um, how you can let that brain. Affect you if you want. If you if you want to just kind of like lay back into it and relax, it, it'll take you away. <laughs> yeah. And uh, yeah, I couldn't believe it. They were like, "How I've missed being held in your arms," and they're they they're kissing and dancing together. And then later, it's like they're talking about never going back. And, yeah. And uh, oh man, we we can get back to the way things were before it was boat parties and zombie outbreaks, and we could get married finally. You know, mm. I was almost scared to think like the writers are like, okay, live in major fans. This is we're, we're going to give you this last hurrah, and then show you it's just not going to it's just not going to work out between the two of them. Mm-hmm. And then this will be it, and then we'll move on to other things. I really hope it's not like that. No, I think <laughs> I I feel like it's it's just a taste to keep yeah. you. Keep you invested in them. Mm-hmm. There's a re- reference here to the comic book. Uh, uh, Major says, you know, to take care of their food supply. He's like, maybe there'll be a, may- there must be a cemetery somewhere. I'll get a shot. Ah, yeah. <laughs> Which is uh, what Gwen, how Gwen used to find her brains. And so, anyway, they uh, they find a couple that used to live in the safe house. They've uh, the brain tubes. It's Jeff and Tammy, by the way. Um, the brain tubes stopped coming. They were afraid of going full Romero. They wanted to shoot each other, but they just could not do it. So they just locked, each, locked themselves up. I love Liv says, "You have a lovely home." <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's right. So it cuts away to uh, the scratching post where this soldier is super pissed. He comes in. He's like, oh, I can't believe the braid you gave me. And Donnie's like, listen, it's two people died in a car accident. And turns out that they died in a car accident because the wife got tired of the husband singing and she steered them into a, a semi. Well, OK. Back up. OK. <laughs> Donnie pulls out a shotgun and <laughs> aims it at the Fillmore Graves uh, yeah. soldier. and. I, you know, it makes you, of course, the scratching post would need something to deter the Fillmore Grave zombies from just, you know, doing whatever they want to. Right, right. Yeah. And Donnie didn't know that the wife of the couple had turned turned their car into a, <laughs> head, head on into a 18-wheeler. Yeah. It was the, uh, the soldier said that. Everything he does is getting on his girlfriend's nerves. <laughs> yeah. yeah, the thing about the shotgun, you know, I, I, you've noticed Donnie has kind of grown over the seasons. I mean, he's taken a lot of crap and then going through the whole Angus and Dino thing where he was just like real low man on the totem pole. And he's still trying to struggle to have equal partnership with Blaine. But uh, as for, um, you know, these uh, – you know, no neck, uh, Fillmore Graves guys. He's just not dealing with their crap, and mm-hmm. will will pull a gun on a fool. 
So yeah, we had this warning about the singing and the perfect cutaway to Major just warbling, chances are. (laughs) (laughs) And lived in the foreground just looking so pissed as she's making a drink. Um, And I love how he mentions, yeah, Romero and Juliet. That's Jeff and Tammy are like, and how romantic it is. And so Liv sends him down for some hot sauce and uh, just love Major, you know, you don't, you think that Major's just having a good time with Liv on this brain, but Liv, Major is also on this brain because he's acting very like naive. Yeah, yeah, and that, yeah, this, like the nineteen fifties naive. <laughs> yeah, and how he like was bringing wood in. He wanted to fix the front step, and uh, <laughs> uh, and I love how he's like getting the hot sauce and he's like, Oh, I gotta get this for my sweetie. He's like, women, you know? <laughs> and he's like, no offense. <laughs> and, uh, and I love when she locks the, the, the door. Uh-huh. He's, he's, uh, he's bent down. Major's bent down getting the hot sauce and he turns and looks real quick. And then the female zombie, she turns and looks real quick. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even notice that. It oh, was great. <laughs> Because and, they're like they're like hovering over him and coming yeah. around, but they're not going to hurt him because he's got a zombie brain. He doesn't have a human brain, so they're not going to hurt him. I know it's such a weird situation where these things are like Romero's. They're frothing at the mouth. You know, they remind you of you know. They're so much like the zombies from Romero movies or like the Walking. But Dead. they're not they're a used, threat. They're not a threat. They're not interested in him. They're like they're interested <laughs> in him probably, but they're not like interested in eating him. <laughs> <laughs> So Liv locks him in a cage and he says, she says, uh, I hate your singing and a big part of me isn't keen on being kidnapped. <laughs> so there's a, there's a bit of Liv still there. And so she leaves him some brain tubes and says that uh, she's going to send someone for him. And he refuses to give her the keys. So she takes a brain tube for herself. And we go to the chapter of the hitching hour where Liv's trying to hitchhike. And uh, Liv sees a car pull around the corner and she you know she i guess she realizes that she needs to go back and either get this car or see if this is a threat and it is a threat because it's Russ um who's looking really peaked looking super hungry um the believability of Russ showing up at this place uh, i mean it's kind of enhanced by the fact that it's a Fillmore Grave safe house that i guess major knew so i guess a bunch of them knew about so mm-hmm. he's looking for some sort of refuge looking for somewhere to find brains so I guess going to Fillmore, a Fillmore Grace safe house makes sense. I just was thinking that Liv had, or Major had drove him and Liv to Oregon. So it's quite a ways from Seattle. <laughs> um, at more than 30 miles, I believe. But I don't know. Uh, uh, so um, he threatens Major over the whole brain tubes that Major has in, a, in the cage. And uh, Major's not giving him. So he shoots Major in the stomach. And then uh, threatens more and then kills Jeff. And, Poor Jeff. And then from behind, he gets stabbed through the head by Liv. And, and you think that she's there to rescue Major from. Yep. But she's not. She's just there to steal some keys. Yep. <laughs> she wants that car. Uh, try taking care of yourself for once, darling. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, all right. So we go to the next chapter, which is the execution. And we have Curtis uh, having his last meal. He's going to be um, uh, strapped to the melon smasher, but Renegade arrives and it's Levon. And when Liv returns to the Coyotes, 
um, she, she actually sends Stan off to uh, get Major, and mm-hmm. uh, and Curtis is shocked to see Liv. She they thought that Liv turned her, themselves in. It turns out it's Levon. So anyway, so Liv goes to Fillmore Graves, and the white hair is back. <laughs> yeah, like why? <laughs> <laughs> It's like she's. It's like she does the blonde look for the renegade role, and she knows that Chase appreciates appreciates her. Well, maybe she no. Chase actually appreciates that she tans and dyes. So yeah, you're right. Why? I have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> it's season finale time when we need to have live in her regular look. I don't know. Um, and yeah, she has to convince him. Tells them all sorts of details of things she knows. She actually names some like Fillmore Graves guards at the border that mm-hmm. they've been paying off. Which I was just thinking to myself, like, why would why would you do that? You're just now putting those people corrupt as they made it. Be they they've been helping you. You you just put them in danger too. Yeah. Uh, maybe they're just a holes. I have no idea. <laughs> maybe they're what a holes. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, yeah, but she's just desperate to prove t- to Chase who she that she's renegade. She's so desperate that she'll do that, yeah, to save to save Levon because he's so romantic. <laughs> yep, Chase says she's guilty of increasing the zombie population and putting countless lives in jeopardy. And uh, they uncuff Levon, and Levon says, "You two are both alike. You're both doing what you think is right for zombies." Which I, mm-hmm. I like that. It was like a it puts a nice button on the whole conflict, you know, mm-hmm. or you know, illuminates it a bit for those maybe who are not following. <laughs> and I just wonder the the whole document. Well, I guess it the the whole document of everything came full circle when. Levon got to show Liv and Ravi the footage that Isabel shot of saying goodbye. Mm-hmm. But I thought that the documentary footage would there would be more to it. I, like I maybe like proven like maybe proven that Liv is renegade and it's not Levon. That's true. That's true. I don't know. I I I, I feel like uh yeah, they I guess they could have used that. Um, but maybe the documentary is more for the outside Seattle. That's what I've always been assuming it was for. But yeah, it could have been used to prove herself here. Um, I'm sure this is not the last we've heard of it. You know, I'm sure the Isabel thing isn't isn't the last thing we've heard about it. Mm-hmm. Um, so Levon makes a desperate attempt, grabs Chase's gun, and ends up shooting another soldier right in the head. Um, and I love, this is just a classic, like, action movie line, but Chase says, you'll never make it out of the building, <laughs> which I love. It's a, this is very, very jovey. Um, and, but yeah, since Chase is a military guy, he flips Levon over his head and takes the gun. And yeah, he says, you didn't even make it out of the office. <laughs> and I really thought it, there was going to be a, a gunshot there. He mm-hmm. points the bolt, he points the, points the gun at Levon's head. And I was like, oh, my God, they're going to lull us again. <laughs> They've lulled us to sleep. <laughs> um, but no, uh, he says that you two can be executed together. You'll be Ms. Moore's opening act. Dun, dun, dun. Oh, yeah. We have one more thing we need to discuss, and that's Robbie's science corner. Uh, Robbie is now back to normal. He's deleted a couple hundred Instagram photos. <laughs> 
He's doing brain experiments. Uh, he's using McKenna's cured brain, Isabel's immune brain, and let me and just, just ex- a just a plain brain, right? And I, I'm going to just explain in detail what's going on here. So, science stuff, science stuff, right? Exactly. Who so cares? So science, <laughs> science, and science. They, so Robbie scientists is it? <laughs> and it, and he he does mention that he's potentially going to create a vaccine here. And we get this this cool effect when he flips the switch, and Isabel's brain like lights up and then turns orange. Um, and then we get a chapter titled "Beard Science." So um, this scene actually starts with science stuff. There's like charts and readouts. I think there's a beaker. Um, but anyway, so it's time for phase two of the science stuff. Uh, he's got <laughs> a a regular rat who he feeds uh, a piece of Isabel's brain tube, brain two, and um, injects it with a zombie virus. And then um, rat B is a zombie. And is also fed a piece of that brain. And he says, cross your claws, little ones, and let's do Isabel proud. And I was like, oh, God, it's right, Isabel. <laughs> and at the end of the episode, uh, we find out that Rat A never turned um, into a zombie. And Rat B, who was a zombie, is cured. So he actually may have discovered a cure to the zombie virus, which is awesome. <sighs> do you believe it? Uh, we still have another season to go. How could it be that simple? <laughs> well, um, I don't think we've determined exactly what was up with Isabel, why she was immune. Mm-hmm. So I think there's a limited amount here. Mm-hmm. I mean, unless he's like, well, listen, science stuff. If you science this and science that, you can make mass quantities of the cure. And I'd be like, Obviously, Ravi, you're right. Uh, and <laughs> I would completely swallow it. Um, no pun intended. Uh, but uh, yeah, I, I, uh, I'm, I'm thinking just of the ramifications, really, of, of a zombie cure. You know, I'm thinking about Clive and Dale. I'm thinking mm-hmm. maybe they'll turn Bazio back into a human again. Mm-hmm. I'm thinking of other people being. I mean, just as um, live cured Blaine at the end of season one, wouldn't it be interesting if she cured Chase and what kind of situation it would put Chase into? That's if he even survives a season. Uh, mm-hmm. Which is... Uh, um, and then there are the zombies who think that they're superior and wouldn't want to be cured. Oh, yes, of course. Uh, Angus would be a great person to uh, cure. Mm. Uh, Blaine, of course. Uh <laughs> Robbie, we could have Robbie back to normal again. But, I mean, um, I just actually saw a tweet from Rel, and he said, like, iZombie Season 4 has been his most favorite to work on, probably because he has so much extra to do now. He's not just standing around in a white lab coat mm-hmm. uh, trading barbs. He's He gets to do a brain himself. So, uh, we'll see. I, I mean, we know that they can't cure live. <laughs> they just can't cure live that until the end. Uh, so I, 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 I we'll see. <laughs> uh, all right. So do you want to get into a little bit of feedback? Mm-hmm. All right. So uh, this is my turn to remind everybody to check out the app from our friends at TV time. If you want to join a global community of TV watchers where our podcast among others is currently streaming 
Download the TV Time app today. Go to tvtime.com for more details. And thank you to everybody who's listening to our podcast through the TV Time app. And I wrote down some quotes for you, Steph, even though I didn't highlight it. Uh, oh, okay. I was disappointed there. I thought, well, uh, am I not doing a good enough job on the quotes? That <laughs> no, they I got taken away from me? I just messed up. <laughs> okay. Go ahead. Leor says, they better not kill Levon and break him and live up. He's been the best person for live since Lowell. Wow. <laughs> Misty Marie says, Ravi was fabulous tonight. Gemini Coven says, I've never laughed so much. Gosh, I love Ravi and Clive together. <laughs> Kate says, my God, I could not have cheered more for Liv locking Major in that cage with the Romeros. Dosing her like that is not, is so not cool. <laughs> Gina says, Levon is going to die and I can't stand it. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe not. Maybe you oh. won't die. Let's uh, let's cross our fingers, cross our little mouse paws for uh, Levon. <laughs> All right, All right so emails. Emails. This one's from Shane. It came in Sunday, so this was before this episode. He says, "Hi, Robin and Steph. I can't believe no one has even brought up the fact that turning humans into zombies is punishable by head squishing, compliments of the anvil guillotine, and yet the zombie that turned the most, almost ten thousand. Chase Graves gets away with it. I want to see him dragged, kicking and screaming, to his headless doom. Oh. That's a good point. Like, but I guess it was just like timing. It wasn't. It wasn't his plan entirely, but uh, he got kind of forced into it. <laughs> Alas, I feel the culmination of Liv's actions in this uh, this season. We'll see her <clears throat> on the squashy block, and this time Major will stand up to Chase. Blaine's dad doesn't seem to know Blaine was feeding him. He he saw the brains fall from the sky while he was in the well. As much as I do not want that to happen, but I can't shake the feeling they are building to Peyton's murder. And Liv being unable to bring herself to eat her brain and Robbie having to do it during his monthlies. What do you what do you folks think? If they kill Peyton, um, I'll be very upset. Yeah, I don't uh, like kill Peyton like she dies and doesn't return to Seattle. I think there's he's saying uh, Peyton dies and they have to eat her brain to solve her murder. And Ravi's going to have to do it during his monthlies, uh. which would be great for one episode. Um, it would give uh, Raul uh, some good stuff to chew on. <laughs> no pun intended again. Um, but we'd still lose Peyton in the end. So yeah, I think not Peyton. worth it. I don't think Peyton's coming back. Um, well, we'll have to talk again uh, towards the end of the episode. Uh, let's. Oh, is she in the preview for the? <laughs> let's go to okay, Maddie. Email from Maddie. Uh, this uh, long email I'm going to read as uh, quickly and efficiently as possible. So, Maddie says, "Hey, Robin and Steph, it's your girl Maddie, aka Libsmore from Twitter. Has some thoughts on this week's episode." First, I want to mention how fantastic Raul has been in the last two episodes, going from possibly one of the most dramatic moments on the show with Isabel's death to some unique version of Kardashian brain. <laughs> <laughs> the guy has some acting skills that would put he Daniel really Day-Lewis to shame. He Boy, does. Boy, he'd love that. Raul is very talented. Yeah, super talented. He's awesome. Okay, not even kidding. I absolutely love the dynamic Robbie and Clive had this whole episode. I gotta say, I enjoy them getting to solve cases alone, 
just as much as I love them when Liv is around. Malcolm's delivery of comedic lines is just as fantastic as Raoul's. I don't think any other actors could play these two characters like they do. The case itself felt natural for the second to last episode. You can see in typical iZombie fashion how everything is just entwining in ways we wouldn't expect. Angus is becoming more vicious, and it feels like he could start an impending zombie apocalypse. When that happens, Blaine will be waiting to see it unfold and see how he'll get something out of it. Most specifically, money. (laughs) Second of all, I'm so happy that Jordan survived. Seeing Major take care of her after all the traumatic stuff that happened last episode was a delight. But what really put a smile on my face was the fact that Russ Roach uh, got what he deserved from the person we least expected to. That guy really got on my nerves since he was introduced, and I was honestly waiting for that moment to come. The subversion of the damsel in distress being a soldier-like character in the form of Major and the hero being our gorgeous knight in shining armor, Liv, is one of the many reasons I love iZombie. Speaking of Major and Liv's storyline, I love the callback to season one when Liv mentioned that perhaps Major didn't understand her at all. Remember when she turned him into a zombie and he said that perhaps she didn't know him as well as she thought she did? That's exactly what came to my head. Wow. Good call out. I love that. Um, Their storyline also summarized their relationship in both the positive and negative aspects. And I couldn't be more happy that the narrative showed us the reasons why they still need to get over their differences and make things work, whether it ends up in a platonic or romantic relationship. The zombie couple in the basement was an interesting touch to emphasize how bad Fillmore Graves could be. I felt bad for an old zombie lady losing her husband, but maybe her and Major can have a heart-to-heart conversation that goes something along the lines of, Brains? Brains. (laughs) Before the (laughs) coyotes come and get him. (laughs) Lastly, Bazano is getting married! I couldn't be happier about this surprising turn of events, to be quite honest. I feel like if anyone deserves that happily ever after, it has to be Clive and Basio. The forces that kept pushing them apart were outside forces, and we all always knew that deep down they wanted to work, wanted everything to work, and tried in every possible uh, way except the obvious one. Clive willing to sacrifice his humanity for the love of his life is breathtaking. You're a great man, Clive Babineau. Jessica and Malcolm's chemistry shined in that proposal scene. Yeah. Looks like we're going to have another dramatic season finale, but I cannot wait to see the conclusion of a season full of tension. Better save Liv and Levon before it's too late. Once again, thank you for reading my long emails, and I appreciate all the work you've done for the fandom every single year. It's going to be very bittersweet, bittersweet when we have to say goodbye for real next year. Sending lots of love from your friend, Maddie. Bye-bye. Thanks, Maddie. Thanks, Maddie. That was great. And long. Uh, this comes from Efrex. Hey guys, this show, this friggin' show. <laughs> My left brain spent the full episode racking up criticisms and then just gave up in joyous exhaustion at the glorious insanity of it all. Yes, major kidnapping and brain roofing live was pretty ethically awkward. The Babino makeup proposal was much too pat, and Robbie's lab setup looked like more more like something out of the 1950s Batman TV show than anything that uh, could manage high-level brain analysis. But who cares? <laughs> <laughs> For the second week in a row, row Coley uh, 
stole every scene he was in. How did anyone keep a straight face during the, his lines? Robert Buckley's singing will never get old. And Rose <laughs> McIver's turn as a Stepford wife going wrong was brilliant. Seriously, Emmy, people. This woman is a treasure and deserves every award you can throw her way. I've given up trying to find an adjective to describe the scene of Donnie and Tanner feeding the brains into a wood chipper to make uh, a fake miracle. I can't even believe I typed that sentence. (laughs) 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 So hard to believe that we've only got one more week before the long wait for season five. Can't wait to see what's next. All the best, (laughs) Efrex. Thanks, Efrex. Thanks, Efrex. And Facebook, we have Darren says, I'm getting this out of the way because it won't tie as much into the main story next week. Kavanaugh telling Clive why Dale broke up with him and Clive proposing. Wow. Bozano lives on as it should. Enzo letting Tucker go. That should make things interesting going forward. I think the church going forward is in for it. I still think Blaine does in Angus next week and he gets the minions. Hmm. Ravi on this brain. It was fun, but they ended it before it got annoying, which was fast wearing on me. Oh. oh. Major Kitten having lived to prevent her from turning herself in, there's still hope there's still hope there. Levon turning himself in for Curtis and then trying to save Liv is heroic, but it doesn't end well for him. There's been pictures of the season finale of He's just assuming that Levon's not going to uh, um, survive. Um, It has nothing to do with the pictures. He's just assuming. I'm I'm skipping, skipping, skipping. Robbie finding a cure with Isabel's brain will allow the season, the series, to end properly. Looking forward to next year, Robbie isolates the protein and is able to mass produce a cure for everyone. Liv, being the the compassionate type, is the last to take the cure. I can't wait to see how things play out next week and set up for the final season. James James says, frankly, I hope Fillmore Graves is gone or at least trivialized next year. What they have added while well done has driven the show into being much darker. Don't get me wrong. There's still a great deal of joy here. It's just the added buzzkill. It's just the added buzzkill from shoot don't get me wrong there's still a great deal of joy here it's just the added buzzkill from time to time mutes it all right and dave says a lot going on clearly setting up for a fantastic season ending talking about replacing chase i thought that was going one way nice switcheroo when they told Liv about the ultimatum no one watching was fooled of course she was of course she was going to turn herself in Love seeing Major's old stun gun in action. <laughs> 50s style couple was charming, but why would Major take it as well? Major stuck in the cage of the old couple Romero's was charming. Such a sweet, if tragic, story. I think Major took it because he was hungry. Um, now both Levon and Liv are on the execution schedule, and of course Major, Clive, and Ravi are going to be busting them out. Brain Snow, I loved it! Way to manipulate your dad, Blaine. Basio and Clive, engaged. Love it, but what the heck about Michelle? I really like Michelle. I get Clive feels his true love is Basio, but not cool, man. <laughs> <laughs> Nutty says, shoot, I forgot to post. Oh, uh, well, I'm, I missed the recording. Still. No, you didn't. <laughs> while some of this episode felt like it should have been there, to me, uh, the scene... Of the whole episode was Clyde and Dale on their office making it. Damn, Clive. that was some good ship action. 
<laughs> I like that Nutty calls Clive Clyde. <laughs> Do you want me to reread it? No, it's fine. <laughs> Everybody gets it. Okay. Uh, thanks for all the feedback. It looks like we didn't get a voicemail from X Force Eleven. Um, no, X Force Eleven. I know. We're waiting. I've been checking my email. Nothing. That's okay. Uh, so that's it for feedback. And uh, let's get into the uh, the trailer for the season finale of I Zombie. Try to remember me on this brain, Clive. This is the one that loves you. They're going to smash their heads at Fort Winnie Park. I'm around it, There's going to be a day of reckoning in Seattle. Time is up. Zombie season finale Monday at 9 8 central on the CW. And that was the trailer for the season finale of I Zombie, uh, season four, episode 13. And he shall be a good man, uh, written by Rob Thomas and directed by Dan Etheridge. Mm-hmm. And listen, this is so spoilery, but the, the season finale synopsis is I'm just kidding, it's not spoilery. Clive, Ravi, Peyton, and Major work together to help live. Well, a teeny kind of... tiny sentence. I mean, it, it is spoilery that Peyton will be back because Peyton. I just was yeah. not. I wasn't expecting her to come back. I was expecting that to just be it for her. Uh huh. Uh huh. Um, so I guess I could talk. I could talk about more, but uh, I'm just saying, if you really want to be spoiled, take a look at some of the press photos that are out there. I've been posting a couple on Twitter. Um, they're, they're official, uh, photos from iZombie, so I'm, I'm assuming this, this is stuff that they want you to know. Oh, Stephanie. Yes? It's time to say goodbye to all these nice folks out there who sure as heck fire took time out of their wonderful lives to spend it with us. Now I've got a broken front step to fix. I have to say, I am a bit disappointed. I know. We're out of Tom Collins' mix, and I think I even feel a draft in here. No, not that. I can't believe you're acting out Major's brain rather than Ravi's. That would have been funnier. Oh, so now we're talking about our skits while performing the skit? You're such a stinker, Stephanie Smith. I'm not trying to mess things up. I just think it doesn't work for our dynamic. We're more like Clive and Ravi than Liv and Major. Yes, but... It gives me a chance to sing. Chances are, cause I wear a silly grin, the moment you came into view. Oh boy, that's really annoying. Chances are, you think, oh my god, Steph, you are so obsessed with that fish, you had better not have messed my hair up. I am so over this podcast. Ugh, laters. See, that's better. Bye. Thank you for listening to the iZombie Podcast with Robin and Steph. Send your feedback to iZombiePodcast at gmail.com. Follow us on Twitter and on Facebook. Just search for iZombie Podcast, all one word. All of our contact info is on our website, iZombiePodcast.com. You can follow Steph on Twitter at Steph Smith. You can follow Robin as well at El Robinero. Our podcast logo is designed by D. Sheehan. You can find her work at Behance.net slash Deanna Sheehan. Also, friend of the show Cheyenne contributes with Photoshops on our Twitter. Follow her at 
I Zombie Love. Check out our other podcast. You can listen to us binge cast through teen dramas like Dawson's Creek and Popular. Just subscribe to We Don't Want to Wait on iTunes. You can also listen to us occasionally talk about the Buffy spinoff Angel with our friends. Subscribe to Redemption Cast on iTunes. While you're on iTunes, why not leave us a review? We do this in our spare time, so your ratings and reviews are much appreciated and helps us get seen by more iZombie fans. And make sure it's on the correct feed. We are the iZombie Podcast with Robin and Steph. And we're done. You think anyone is still listening? Probably not. Zombies! Zombies!